Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and you're listening to episode 34 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. This is the fifth and last talk this year in our airline data talk series and it is a special series where we focused on airline analytics and how to be better at using your data. Being more data driven is always something that comes up when I talk to airline digital professionals so I hope that this series will help you be better at using the data and building your digital analytics skills. If you missed our past interviews check out our Digging Trail blog where we have a special digital analytics section under the resources tab and you'll find the articles and interviews with the best airline analytics leaders there. For our final airline digital data talk, we wanted to focus on the people aspect of airline digital analytics. Why is that? Because too often we think being better at digital analytics is only about having great analytics tools and good data crunching skills. However, in my experience, the people aspect is usually the most crucial one. To explain why relationship building and good communication skills and good data storytelling skills will make a huge difference, I talked to Joe Sinclair, Senior Digital Analyst at Air New Zealand. Joe is a great digital mind, a great digital analytics expert, and a past participant in our Airline Digital Academy. Joe shared many valuable lessons from Air New Zealand's digital analytics evolution journey. I call it a journey, an evolution journey, because Joe explained how they started from scratch with their digital analytics team, and then he explained how they move on, how they grew as a team, and how they are now working and providing insights throughout the whole airline customer journey. One final note, we'll move on from airline data talks to a new topic with the next podcast series. We'll do a special series on retailing and we'll talk about digital transformation in the airline cabin. We'll call it airline digital cabin talks and I'm really excited about this new series. Why? Because I'll cooperate and work on this series with my friend and fellow airline analyst Henry Hertewelt during this series and I'm really looking forward to it. Henry is also a great airline expert, does a lot of research around retail and digital, so I hope you'll all enjoy this new podcast series. Now, let's jump in into my podcast chat with Joe. Hi Joe and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hey, it's Tot. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, we finally made it, Joe. Yeah, so this is uh, the podcast that took the most to finally make it happen. Uh, but I'm really happy that we did. You know, uh, to begin with, there's like 12 hour time difference between here me here in Ljubljana and you in New Zealand. The first time we had some technical problems, then I got sick and lost my voice. So they say, first time a charm. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? How is? Fit? 
Yeah, it's how's be, life in New Zealand? Yeah, it's good, thank you. Yeah, we're um, we're just coming into summer here, so nice time of year. So yeah, life's good. Good. Uh, you said that the country is opening up a little bit, so for yeah. travel, for the airline business. Yeah, so looking um, better for next year, I think. Um, so we're gearing up for um, everything opening up um, start of next year, um, and a bit of domestic travel, hopefully um, in the next few weeks. So yeah, looking good. Great, great to hear. So Joe, we met and got to know each other in our airline digital academy. I just wanted to ask you before we start chatting about all things digital and analytics. Why did you decide to join and what was maybe your experience? Uh, because I know your background is you're specialized in analytics, digital analytics, but we talked a lot about a more broader digital picture, UX, CRO, optimization. So I just interested how you look at this whole experience from, let's say, maybe from your perspective? Yeah, I think that was one of the appeals about the course before I joined was um, the fact that it covered a broad range of uh, of topics in digital analytics, that's, uh, digital marketing aspects, because um, obviously you tend to specialise within a certain role, um, but this touched really well on um, all the roles that I kind of work closely with. Um, so that was one of the um, the things that I look forward to, and it was also just a really good opportunity to collaborate and learn with some other airline people. So it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, you said that you work with different other roles. Uh, how important it is, uh, like you said, to to have maybe more end to end perspective on this whole digital uh, picture because. Analytics, in a way, it's integrated in all. You measure every aspect, every part, let's say in digital marketing, from customer acquisition to conversion to retention to improving average order value. So how important do you think for an analytics person is to have this broader uh, point of view? Yeah, I think very much so. As you said, we, we do work closely with all these teams. Um, but I think the more the more we understand their processes and uh, and what they do and can see things from their perspective, it, it allows us to hopefully support them better um, and have the right conversations with them moving forward. So, yeah, so from a academy point of view, it definitely increased my confidence in terms of understanding of a few of the areas that I perhaps um, wasn't as, as close to. So, yeah, it was nice. It was really good. Now... You talked to me in the past about evolution of, let's say, digital analytics at Air New Zealand, right? Did it reflect, like what we said before, maybe you started from, let's say, more narrow core and then expanded? How does this evolution of, uh, let's say, and maturity of digital analytics at Air New Zealand uh, happen? So we started, we started about five and a half years ago. Um, and prior to our team being set up there there wasn't really a core digital analytics role there were a few people sort of doing it on the side as it were and you know just through their passion um keeping you know keeping some sort of measurement and 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 that function mm -hmm. going but um when we joined it was kind of the first time that we could really set this up properly and, and start to kind of embed digital analytics within the team so so as you said you know we start 
um, relatively narrow. So um, from our, our perspective, we primary stakeholders probably at the beginning were um, some of the core product teams across the airlines and then the development teams that supported those products. So the online booking, um, managed booking mm-hmm. and those, those kind of functions um, and kind of establishing the right measurement frameworks there. Uh, and then building up and building out to some of the other stakeholders that we talked about, you know, in terms of what what the what the academy covers. How is now? You said that the core is, let's say, the digital product teams. How is now, let's say, digital analytics embedded is this, in this product roadmap, or how it's embedded with the core digital product teams? We started from, I suppose, a point of zero and not being embedded. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of kind of the early stages for us, as well as the kind of implementation side and building the framework, it was, it was also, a lot of it was just the relationship building with the teams, um, getting closely involved with them. So, you know, going to the, uh, development team whips and kind of being, you know, being part of their world, um, and then also bringing them into our world as as well um as early as we can and just kind of you know sharing the value of, of what we're of what we're doing and in terms of you're talking about measurement framework how did you develop that did you it's something that you developed uh, let's say organically as your team matured or is it something that you said to the beginning you sat down with the stakeholders and said okay these are the kpis we want to measure and then you kept implementing to get there yeah so we started um as you say with the stakeholders and um you know we did start out with quite a structured uh, measurement framework um we were all fairly new to the airline business at that point so um we lent really heavily on the stakeholders to, to understand what that um, measurement and, you know, supporting implementation might look like. Um, but then, you know, as we've been working in, with those same teams for longer, you know, that's developed and um, other, measure, other measurement frameworks has, have come out of that. And, you know, we've gone back and revisited things and sometimes <laughs> you don't get it right the first time and you look back and think, oh, I wish I'd have done it this way. And yeah, so there's an involvement over time as well. Yeah, so there is back and forth, like you said, before, uh, between different stakeholders and analytics team on what to measure, how to measure, uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, we, you know, we were lucky to, to have really good engagement from, um, from mm-hmm. the product teams in the first place. And, and to be honest, what, what we started with um, is still the bedrock of of our measurement but you know we've we've obviously you know evolved and added to, to it over time and and got more granular in um, in a lot of places but you know in terms of the kind of high level kpis um, it was pretty well embedded early on when we talked about stakeholders so you said okay you started with the core digital product teams how did this evolve? You know, how did the analytics evolve outside uh, to new areas and new stakeholders? What are the, let's say, some other stakeholders that you talk to now in terms of, let's say, supporting with uh, data, digital data and things like that? So, 
Um, within the product teams, obviously, the number of product teams that we work with has grown. So, um, you know, starting with the core teams and then we trying to um, effectively touch all of the customer facing points and some of the internal customer facing points of the digital journey. Um, uh, and also involve, um, also working closely with digital marketing teams, um, it, the um, e-commerce teams and, and also content teams as well. So um, all, I'm sure I've forgotten many, but, you know, all of the, <laughs> <laughs> the teams that sort of and come together. The end-to-end yeah, view yeah, that we yeah. talked, yeah. Okay, you said you have, let's say, you have your digital analytics team that supports teams with data. You have the measurement framework, which is basically a guide or a map how and what to, to measure. But what is then, uh, this is something that I'm always curious, uh, what is the process to, let's say, help or educate or convince the stakeholders to actually use this data? How, how do you, how do you make sure that uh, let's say that the, these stakeholders are really taking full advantage of the data digital data and analytics and the tools that you can provide at the start um, it was very much that relationship building and when I think back to mm -hmm. some of the kind of initial implementation phases we had we we, we did get pushback on on some of the work because, you know, every team has finite resources and, you know, was it the right thing for them to be working on? So, um, so we, we spent time, you know, building those relationships and selling that story. Um, and then, um, you know, coming back and showing them the, the value as, as early on mm -hmm. as possible, um, to build that. Um, and then, um, as it's evolved over time, um, it's an education piece um, across the business, so making sure um, that the data is accessible, but also that it's understood. So we spend a lot of time with the um, stakeholder teams, training them and um, educating them in digital analytics data um, so that they understand what's available, how they use it, and just make sure it's it's front of mind for them um, and easily accessible. We we obviously use the data a lot ourselves, but we're only, you know, a, a few people. So, you know, the more people using the data and understanding how to use the data, you know, the more value you're going to get out of it. In a way, if I understood at the beginning, you're more involved in providing the data, providing the reports, uh, even doing some of the analysis, but as the process matured, you're going more into education, literacy kind of role to, to help people leverage, to use the data on their own. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we still still like to get our hands dirty, obviously, um, <laughs> but um, it's great. To... Is this the challenge for a digital analytics person, you know, to not do the, the drilling, the analysis, not yeah. or to do less of it? One of the great things is when you see other teams um, embracing it and bringing it on board. I, I always think of our content team and I, I never expected uh, a content team to be deeply engaged in, in data and analytics, but they're, um, they're so hungry for it and they're always wanting to, to measure what they're doing and the performance of their content with data. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that's just built up over time from, 
um, you know, them having the, the confidence to do that and seeing the value in it. So, No, that's great when these kind of moments happen, when it comes from, at least in my experience, from, let's say, push, when you're pushing out the data, guys, here is the data, this is their trends, this is what's happening to the pool principle, when they're asking, I saw mm. this, can you explain, can I add more? So this is, to me, when this click happens, you know that you went another step uh, in the maturity and of being data-driven as the whole digital team. Yeah, and I think that moment happens, it doesn't just happen once, it happens a lot with individual teams as you kind of get new kind of teams to that point and you kind of see things click. But it doesn't really just stop there as well because people change within the business and you also see, you can see it step back as well. So, you know, yeah. you need to um, kind of... Re- sort of revisit that you know value showing process uh, as new people join the business and you know just kind of make sure you kind of keep on top of that but but certainly yeah, yeah. you get you hit those moments and you your teams get up and running and you know and then the whole di- flow of the direction just completely changes yeah yeah no that's a good point that you said when people change and especially now I see in our industry because of all the things that happened, there was a lot of fluctuation. So when we change, you we often take step back. Yeah? So new people came in, uh, come in that need to be educated. And this is probably where the value of, let's say, measurement from framework, having things written, mapped out, transparent helps. Yeah. So they the, they have a place to start probably. Yeah, definitely helps. You know, having an established process, uh, a rule book almost to go back to. Um, but I, I'm going to say it again, but a lot of it just comes back to relationship. And if you don't know the person, you know, then they're, they're not going to automatically um, get on board with it and be involved. So it's it's just kind of, yeah, just getting in, getting to, to meet the right people. So you're telling that data nerds and analytics people like me need to talk to people more. <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough just to look at the numbers, right? <laughs> it's it's the it's the the hidden part or the I would not joking aside. I think it's one of the most important parts of the job, right? To be really not just good with data, technically sound, but to be able to communicate and to share the value, like you said, even mm. be proactive to explain what kind of insights you can see, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's the, um, obviously, the whole data storytelling side, you know, it's an insights, you know, only going to be as good as as, as how you explain it. So, um, yeah, you kind of, you absolutely need those soft skills. Um, really important. You said with your content team that they're like wanting for more, uh, looking at data, and you said that, for example, with, when you started with your framework, that it evolved, that you learned, did some mistakes, but learned and it evolved over time. Do you remember, was there a case of a thing that you thought as an analytics team, I don't know, that's really important to track, but it ended up that it's not. So you changed to something else. Was there any learnings like that? Um, one, one that I can think of was um when so we're looking looking at the the performance of the booking funnel and um we're obviously aware that the booking funnel i think it's the same for all airlines is also the research funnel 
Um, so you've mm-hmm. got uh, a lot of people in there with potentially a low, uh, a low intent to book. Um, so we, we started looking at kind of, okay, what's the right measurement for this? You know, we always um, our kind of search to book was our kind of core measurement. Um, but then we sort of played around with, okay, do we need to start measuring it from lower down in the funnel? Um, so, okay. so we kind of remove that, you know, that browsing behavior. Um, but then when we put in, we put in um, exit surveys into the funnel uh, to understand mm-hmm. why people were exiting at each phase. Um, and one of the things that most surprised me was um, the, the, the kind of browsing behavior I actually went all the way through the funnel. So um, no matter what point you're going to take the, um, the measurement from, you've still got a whole lot of people in that kind of browsing mode. It doesn't make it any easier necessarily to know yeah. sort of what the right place, but just, yeah, it was just going to change my perspective of, uh, of getting too, um, you know, bogged down with, um, oh, is this the right place? Is this the right place? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not so easy. Yeah. Although we would love it as to when we make the, let's say the measurement, we would like to say, okay, this is the step when people start just looking and this mm. is where they really start purchasing, but it's not like that, you know, so different people click through different parts just to see what they can get. So yeah, uh, exactly. I, I understand that I'm like, as an app, an analyst my <laughs> mind i'd probably go all the way through and check all the fine print um, but you know not um everyone behaves differently as you say a recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps lack of price transparency and technical glitches travelers are coming back Are you ready to give them a standout experience? One that boosts revenue and loyalty? Glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps. Turn more traffic into bookings, more travelers into repeat customers. Visit glassbox.com to see a demo today. Okay, one thing that I want to talk to you about as well is because we are just in the middle of, let's say 2020, 21, 22, airline digital optimization research and CRO, so how you optimize, how you measure, how you then test. And analytics is a big part of that. So um, it's it's one part of the whole process, I would say, the CRO process. So what I'm curious to learn or just to pick your brains is how is your team, the digital analytics team, connected to the CRO team, how you work together, how you um, help them on optimization, let's say. We're actually all one team within Air New Zealand. So, okay. so our team is the digital analytics and optimization team. So within that team, we have um, specialist analyst roles, but also specialist CRO roles as well. Okay. So, um, so it's always been um, intertwined, as it were. And um, mm-hmm. we, from an analytics perspective, that's supporting the CRO program, you know, in terms of Building the right measurement frame, framework, understanding what you know, what are the right things to um, measure, and what what the you know what the core KPI should be for um, for understanding performance of a test. Um, but then, from an analyst perspective, I want as much of my recommendations and insights to funnel through the CRO program <laughs> because that's the way we can 
hundred percent prove the value. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. No, and maybe the case that you were explaining uh, about understanding better the behavior in the buccal funnel is basically the whole CRO uh, behavior because you didn't look only at the data. You did, like you said, some user research, uh, exit service, try to understand the context. And probably the, the last part, the testing part is uh, just the validation part, right? Yeah. You can get so far with um, the the kind of analytics. and, and But, I mean, in, in the current, current state of travel world, um, with so much changing on, you know, a month-to-month or day-to-day basis, you can't really look at, back at last year's performance <laughs> anymore and say, "Oh, well, we think this is this is a six percent improvement because those benchmarks just aren't really aren't really there yeah. anymore." So, so yeah, kind of CROs, you know, thank God that's there and that can kind of remove all that noise and tell us. So basically, you can A/B test against the current state, not compare before after. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how do you, this is, I'm just working on one, let's say, project when we are analyzing the, uh, the data, the behavior, trying to see where optimization areas can happen. But this challenge, I think now it's, it's crazy when you look, okay, when you try to look still at the trends and there is this huge gap and then you don't know what's the be- benchmark anymore. Mm-hmm. How you as a data analyst, uh, how do you handle with this situation of uh, all this huge hole that we had or we, we still have in, the, in, in our data? Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. And um, in, in one sense, CRO, as I said, solves solve some of that's that. one of the um, okay. but um apart from that it's if you're going to use benchmarks it's it's being prepared to change up and look at different benchmarks so it might be you know what happened eight weeks ago was kind of the most similar situation but it definitely definitely makes all that a lot more a lot more challenging and like you said with zero and experimentation so I mean, I love the perspective because this is sometimes I, I don't know if there is maybe a pushback from the data people, but I like uh, your view when you keep, okay, I want to see the things that I'm seeing in data that I'm just suggesting tested and see how they work. So I think this, this view and data, this is maybe if we go back to our academy experiences, like having this more holistic experience to try to see the what in the data, the why with the research, uh, with the context, and then trying to uh, to test it. I think this is great. And like you said, to having the team together, data analysts working with the experimentation, CRO specialists together, I think this is this is a, a, a good setup and a good match so you can learn from one and another, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, certainly on my side, I like to think we get good, yeah, good, good value from from each function working together, so. Good. Okay, Joe, at the end, we have one, let's say, more fun section that we do with each guest. We call it hire, train and fire. So we give you three concepts and you select the one that you like the most, you hire that one. The one that you like, let's say, somewhere in between, that's one you train. And the one that you like the least, you fire, okay? So we can start with the simple one. It's not related to analytics and everything. So just to get the grip of the concept, right? So 
when you're traveling, you said next year you're trying to get back to flying flights. When you get on a plane, what kind of plane you prefer when you're traveling? So tra train higher, fire. Yeah? We have a big one, like it used to be a a 380 or something like that, the big Boeings, or we have the middle one, let's say like Boeing 777 or A330, 320, or a smaller one, like a regional jet, you know, like CR jets or something like that. So what kind of planes? What would you hire, train and fire? I'm probably not going to make the aeroplane geeks happy, but I, <laughs> okay. I like my comfort, so... Um, give <laughs> okay. me the bigger one and, and the comforts that come with that, and we'll we'll train up the middle one for more comforts, and, and we'll get rid of the we'll get rid of the regional ones. We'll we'll, um, we'll put them on hold, let's say. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Okay, so we got the grip to it. So now let's move to analytics. Okay, so in terms of biggest analytics challenge that you see, okay, so maybe we rank the three of them. So the first one we have it's like cookies and policies, you know, a lot of now policies and restrictions and a lot of problems with uh, cookie, uh, the whole cookie thing. The second problem or challenge is cross-device tracking, for example, how to track between still between website, mobile apps and stuff like that. And the first one is how, from the data perspective, how to manage data across platforms. For example, from your core analytics, then we have email platforms, CRM platform. Sometimes we have digital experience data. Um, so rank, maybe not hire, train and fire, yeah. but maybe the, the, the biggest one is, is the one you hire. So you would like to, to have some help and then uh, train and then do the last one fire because you know them. So I'm going to say um, we're exploring most at the moment and where we're wanting to get most value is that fusing digital analytics data with um crm data and other data across so the, the last one yeah yeah, the... yeah so i think that's um that's kind of where there's most um most opportunity really for you know to get mm -hmm. really clever and, and and grow so I'll, I'll put that as as my top one um okay and then um I think the cookies problem, I don't know if I'm going to put these in, in, in an order, but the cookies problem, I think, is we're going to learn as a business. So, you know, we'll train ourselves okay. as a business. I don't think it's going to make digital analytics go away. Okay. I think it's, you know, we, we will just, you know, everyone's tackling the same problem and there's already, there's, there's already things coming out of that. Um, and, you know, everyone's having their own conversations, but... I think that'll just be an evolve um, rather okay. than I don't rather than a massive massive threat. It will change the way we do things, but um, but ultimately, you know, digital analytics we'll adapt. Will, will adapt and will still be there. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember the third one. What was the third one? It was like cross device tracking. Oh yeah, cross device so. tracking. That's um, that's always been problematic. And I think we'll train that one. We'll, we uh, we probably need to uh, need to get better there. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Okay. So the last one on analytics, we talked a little bit out about this through the process, through our conversation. So when you are in impl implementing analytics in new area, yeah, what is the most important? So the first one we have agreeing on process and tracking. 
The second one is defining the KPIs. And the third one is agreeing on output, so report structure. So what people will get, uh, the, the first results. Well, that, um, it's almost impossible to answer. Um, <laughs> Most people answer all three. Everything yeah. is important, you know. I mean, processes are massively important. You also need to look forward and kind of work out what your expected outputs are going to be. Um, and what was the mid, what was the middle one, sir? So defining the KPIs, the which KPIs. in a way is kind of part of the feels, process. Feels yeah. the same, yeah. I don't know if I can answer, give you a good answer to that one. Actually, will um, can we take all yeah. three? Yeah, yeah, and but like you said, I think the last one, the last part. So even maybe for an analytics person from the person from the process perspective, we would like to start with a measurement framework, with having everything mapped, mapped, but just showing people what they will see, like giving them a, a cookie in, in, in advance, I think it's important because they can visualize, yeah? Like analytics and data is about visualization. And if they can visualize, I think it's uh, make it easier to understand the value. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, yeah, what we touched on, upon at the beginning and like that early stages of our implementation, you know, showing that that value and kind of what, you know, what, what we're trying to get to, because ultimately, people aren't going to spend huge amounts of time investing and implementing if they don't see what they're going to get at the other end. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's a good example of that. Joe, so we'll end with the more, let's say, not analytics related one. And I ask a lot of guests, my guests about this, because I like to learn a lot and uh, I'm always curious how other people do. So when you're trying to learn new stuff, not necessarily analytics, but could be analytics related. So what do you train higher fire? Books, podcasts, and blogs and YouTube videos. Uh, so blogs and YouTube videos is all one, is it? Could yeah. be, or yeah. we can, you can rank them separately. Okay. We can so, have two two hires or two trains or two uh, fire ones, you know, I mean, I'd love to, everyone. I'd love to say books, but I've tried learning some digital analytics concepts through books such as, um, you know, BigQuery, uh, SQL coding mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and, and you kind of quickly realize that the book's a little bit out of date and, um, isn't quite providing what you need. So from that kind of learning perspective, I would probably, I'd probably fire, fire books. I think blogs, um, blogs, I would probably, uh, potentially put, put number, number one actually, cause mm -hmm. I think it's, um, really easy to dip in and out of and find what you need. You know, we, mm -hmm. um, you can, you can follow a blog, but you can also Google a blog and, and it might be something you need in the moment. And that's a really readily available resource. So that's, you know, maybe that's, that's what I put number one. I was talking with, uh, I think it was Liliana. She's from Viva Aerobus and she was talking about the implementation. She said maybe similar things. I think books are, and I, my recent experience when I was learning about more about R and doing analytics in R, trying to, you know, go. So if books are good to go through high level, through concepts, mm -hmm. but then when you want to get, like you said, your hands dirty, try to do stuff, then you are like Googling, you try to find uh, examples for your concrete problems. And that's when 
blocks or stack overflow and things like that really helps a lot yeah it's like a cheat sheet for our jobs so definitely yeah. definitely keep that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's much better way to put it okay <laughs> great great job uh thanks for this conversation thanks uh, it was great to 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 get a peek behind how airline people do digital analytics and digital things in their real jobs and all the best with your future measurement and tracking and analyzing and hope to talk to you at some point in the future again. Great. Thanks so much for this talk. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Talk soon, I hope. A recent consumer survey we conducted over summer showed that the top three friction points in digital customer journeys when booking travels are difficult to navigate websites or apps, lack of price transparency, and technical glitches. Travelers are coming back. Are you ready to give them a standout experience? One that boosts revenue and loyalty? Glassbox helps you deliver frictionless digital journeys across web and mobile apps. Turn more traffic into bookings, more travelers into repeat customers. Visit glassbox.com to see a demo today.